welcome back to my podcast. Today I have longtime friend of mine, Ashley, joining me. Uh, thanks, Ashley, for joining me today on this Wednesday night. You're welcome, Victor. I'm honored to be here. There's been some big names on here, so thanks for having me. <laughs> you, you, you have one of those big names, Ashley. Just give That's yourself me. some credit. Thank you. I will. <laughs> Ashley and I are doing this double thing right now where I'm recording on Clean Feed and then we're actually FaceTiming each other, but we're muted on FaceTime. I usually try to do some sort of video component on these uh, recordings, but I found out that it kind of slows down the recording process and causes some like unnecessary lag. Um, so we found a new way to do it. So from now on, I'll only be having people who have Macs or iPhones on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, Ashley, just, you know, how's your winter break been? My winter break, it's been pretty good. Yeah, I uh, went on a road trip at the beginning of break. And since then, I've just been hanging out my parents. Parents bought some puppies. We like puppies. Mm -hmm. Been reading some. You know, I just started working a couple weeks ago, so it's been good. Yeah. yeah. How's your break been? Whoa, whoa. Uh, I had a couple <laughs> questions I wanted to ask you. <laughs> Anyways, I'll. Oh, this is a conversation. It's a natural conversation. That I is true. You did. You have to tell me. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. Well, my break was really chill in the beginning. I didn't really do anything until like around New Year's. So the first three weeks, I just mm -hmm. stayed home with my family, got to catch up with them. Uh, we went mm -hmm. hiking at Huntsville State Park, which was really nice. Mm. And then came back here for New Year's in College Station. And we went on our little trip. You sent us off. I think you were there at like maybe the very beginning to see us leave. Maybe not like because we left really early in the morning. I think it was asleep. You guys were there. I was there. <laughs> but. but yeah, we went on that trip, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, lots of driving, um, really, really cold. We camped outside, <laughs> super like freezing weather. I don't know how we managed to do it, but. You all actually camped whenever it was cold? Oh yeah. Gosh, I didn't think we were going to do it. No, I was really surprised too. I thought after night one, because um, I didn't realize like sleeping on the ground was like, like the ground would be really like that cold. <laughs> Um, yeah. so I didn't really have padding on the ground. So my back was oh, directly no. on the ground, basically. Everyone else oh, had padding no. except me and Kyler. And I woke up shivering. Oh, you fools. And um, when I woke up shivering, I looked over at Kyler. He was awake. It was about 5 a.m. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, hey, man, like, how are you holding up? And we were both like, dude, <laughs> not good. And I thought to myself, if the other people in the tent are feeling what I'm feeling, there's no way we stay here the next few nights. And they woke mm -hmm. up and I was like, oh, like, how'd you guys sleep? Like, I didn't tell them I was, I suffered. And they're like, you know, <laughs> it was cold, but I made it through. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I had a great time. I slept like a baby. <laughs> oh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we put more padding night two and night three, and it ended mm -hmm. up helping out a lot. That's good. And now um, I'm back back and you're working i am working i'll get to that later but um okay i did want to ask you about first of all your road trip to start winter mm -hmm. break you went i think along the west coast you just drove i felt you drove from like texas to oregon or something did you yeah yeah to oregon and then to washington mm -hmm. we did all that 
yeah, um, I wanted to go to Washington. Me and Felipe wanted to go because we had some flight credit and Washington looked pretty. We saw like this Instagram post and he'd worked there a couple summers. So, like this could be fun. And so we invited some friends from our study abroad and one of them was like, hey, I want a road trip. And we're like, okay, so that sounds fun. <laughs> so yeah. we went and road tripped. We went through Arizona, up through California, um, visited a few national parks up to Oregon and then up to Washington. Yeah. And a little bit back mm -hmm. so yeah it was really cool it was very beautiful i'd never been on the west coast before yeah i had a good time did you know when you had left college station that you guys were going that far like did you guys plan out the trip at all or was it like do you guys want to keep going yeah i'll keep going all right <laughs> yeah no there's a plan that sounds like a fun idea though too just driving and seeing how far <laughs> north you can get before you give up yeah. but <laughs> No, my friend that wanted to do it, he's like a very, very good planner. He had a whole itinerary. And so there's like times like to the T just of each day what we were going to do. And we never did everything we wanted to. But yeah, there was a whole plan. Um, and some of us flew back and then he drove. Well, I drove with him to Utah where his parents met him and then they went skiing and then they drove the rest of the way back. But the rest of us flew back. So it wasn't okay. really that bad. That's mm -hmm. nice. How many hours would you say mm -hmm. you felt you spent in the car? Oh, there's a lot of hours. Wait, just give me a second. I, I know the exact hours. Here, you can cut this part out while I okay. look it up. All righty. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know, so I looked on Google Maps. Let's see. You can put some little music or just don't cut it out. Just put some music. Who knows? Ah, here it is. Who knows? You couldn't do it all in one trip, so I had to do them all. So 31, do your quick math, plus 29. Plus 31, 29, 29. That's easy. Plus 14 hours, 64 hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. That's how much time we spend in the car. Wow. 64 hours. Yep. That's, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I felt like we spent a long time and we didn't go nearly as West and nearly as North as y'all. <laughs> oh yeah. Nothing. <laughs> but what I found out is like majority of the trip, at least for us, was leaving Texas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Like, the first two days we spent leaving Texas. We're like, mm -hmm. okay, we're finally out. Yeah. It's a big state. Who yeah. knew? Especially going from, like, one side of the state to the other. Like, literally east yeah. to west. <laughs> yeah, because we live over here. I think that's part of the reason it's so long. Because if you go to Louisiana, it's not that far. It's just, yeah. like, a few hours. But mm -hmm. then if you want to drive over to Arizona or Colorado, oh, it's far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy. So you guys visited a couple of national parks. Did you guys mm -hmm. have places you stayed every single night? Did you guys camp or maybe even sleep in the car? <laughs> no, we didn't sleep in the car or camp at all this time. Um, we stayed. We stayed at one Airbnb in mm -hmm. Phoenix. It was super cool because the guy offered free pizza for the mm -hmm. night that you stay. It was a steal. You get to somewhere to stay and free pizza. Yeah. And then we stayed at a couple hotels and then an Airbnb up in Washington too. So we didn't camp at all. Mm -hmm. um, we just went through the national parks. Yeah. It's much needed. I don't know how y'all drove all day and then camped. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> what was the weather like? It was a, it was a little chilly, a bit frigid. Mm -hmm. um, it was, yeah, once we got up north, it was pretty cold and there was snow, obviously. And yeah, it was very cold. We had to get like chains for the car so that we wouldn't slip and, and right. die. But it was bearably cold. It wasn't like too cold, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And he was like, you know, wear a couple jackets mm-hmm. and you're good to go. You're not going to like freeze to death or anything. So yeah. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. No, it was. And it we was... weren't sleeping in it, so that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it was pretty cold for us, but. Honestly, once we started hiking, we just warmed up. Mm-hmm. But then after we hiked yeah. and like settled down and chilled out, that's when it started mm-hmm. getting cold again. Yeah, that's the thing when you camp in the cold. It's like it's fine when you're moving around, but mm-hmm. then when you have to like sleep in it and you're ready to just go to bed and be warm, you're not warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the national parks, did you guys see any cool animals? I feel like there's a lot of chances for lots of animal sightings. Yeah, we saw... a at Mount Rainier National Park, we saw this little fox. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. He got really close to the car. I think he wanted to get in and be our friend, <laughs> but just decided not to. Yeah. Um, I think I saw some deer mm-hmm. um, in some of the forest. We heard some animals. Mm-hmm. We think they're animals in Redwoods mm-hmm. National Park, but it was very eerie. They might attack us, so we left. Um, Why was it eerie? Was it at night? Well, or? It, no, it wasn't at night. It was weird. It was like, it was really foggy though. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody there, you know, because there's not as many people around, especially in California. So there was literally nobody there. And mm-hmm. it was far away from everything else. Like, it was just weird. Like, I'd never <laughs> been somewhere where I just couldn't hear anything. Like, there was no noise. Yeah. And then you just hear random, like, ruffles in the, mm-hmm. in the bushes. But yeah, just a couple animals. Yeah. Did y'all see any animals? We saw some deer, but that's really it. I was really hoping mm-hmm. we'd see some, um, like, bears or something. Mm-hmm. But we that's saw... That's scary, though, seeing bears if you're close enough. That is true. There weren't too many people at the park, especially since, mm-hmm. like, who's going to camp in freezing weather, yeah. right? Not <laughs> too many. idiots are going to go camp <laughs> in freezing weather. Um, so it was really, it's really scary some nights because... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There was like a nearby bathroom, but mm-hmm. you had to walk maybe a little less than a quarter of a mile to get there from our camping site. Mm-hmm. So it was like fairly close, but it's still yeah. like probably five minutes away walking or f- at seven minutes. Yeah. And so when Further it's nighttime, the bathrooms here. Yeah. <laughs> no. Continue. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like at, at nighttime it gets really scary because you don't know who or what is out there, and I scared mm-hmm. myself a lot just thinking up scenarios. I bet you were. That five-minute walk, there's so much you can think about. Oh, my gosh. For real. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that's. I think that's awesome that you guys took that trip because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like with COVID, you just can't go to, like, highly populated areas, but it's really, mm-hmm. it's really easy to just go out in nature and not really run into a lot of people, especially, like, when it's super cold and no one really wants to go out there in the first <laughs> place. Exactly. I feel like it's it's something I really think about. Like I was really bummed when all the national or international travel mm-hmm. um, kind of not allowed anymore. Yeah. But I didn't realize how many beautiful places in in the U.S. that there are. And I mean, mm-hmm. you don't really get the culture thing, but there still is kind of a different culture when you go to different places. Like going to Seattle, it's mm-hmm. still a little bit different. People act different. So yeah. Yeah. And national parks. There's so many that I want to go to. I haven't been to. Yet, so. <laughs> yeah. You think this upcoming semester, since it's your last year, you're going to try to focus more on maybe fun stuff? As I mean, obviously you want to focus on school, but... <laughs> I No, I guess. <laughs> I guess. No, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I feel like the past semesters, I really haven't focused too much on school regardless. It's been more focused on fun. But especially this last semester, I'm taking a wine class. I'm taking rock climbing. I did that last semester too, but I'm going to do that again. Mm -hmm. And then I'm taking a tennis class. Um, Dang. 
And then other than that, I'm just, yeah, going to focus more on spending time with my friends before we leave. Oh, hanging gosh. Out. That's so sad. It is sad. But you'll be here, so. I'll be here be for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you got time. I hope so. Anyways, you mentioned uh, you mentioned international stuff. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. Look at that segue. What about international stuff? <laughs> Why don't you tell me about your international travels, specifically the one that <laughs> happened, honestly, like a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. And three days from now, it will have been a year since Aww. we left. Um, so, yeah, study abroad. I heard you, you mentioned I did go on a study abroad. Um, <laughs> you'd know about that. <laughs> I would. But you would. You also want to study abroad. A lot shorter time, though. A lot shorter time. Still a study abroad, nonetheless. You can still That's make true. fun of you for it. <laughs> apparently, it's a thing to make fun of people for. <laughs> Why? I think it's... I don't know. Actually, you know what? I think I see what you're saying. Because so many people are like, oh my gosh, you studied abroad. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, because anytime you mention it, that's the whole thing, because people mention it too much, because mm-hmm. people like talking about it, so if everybody <laughs> mentions it, I'm just like, oh my god, you said you abroad. Yeah. Even times when I don't talk about it, like I try not to, because I know I'm not going to make fun of it. This one time, I made this avocado toast mm-hmm. in my house. I go sit down at the dining room table, and one of my roommates, I won't say who, <laughs> looks at my avocado toast, looks at me, and goes, oh my gosh, did you study abroad in Italy? <laughs> I'm like, you don't even have avocados. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like Carolyn. Anyways, yeah, it was Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> she did the same thing to me in Cambry too on our trip. She was like, we were just talking about Spain because it was happening during like a year ago from our camping yeah. trip, and uh-huh. she was like, oh my gosh, you guys go to Spain, and I was like, goodness. <laughs> anyways, she's trying to go on a study abroad. Yeah. Let me put her for that. But anyways, sorry, Caroline, for roasting you like that. <laughs> but yeah, my study abroad. It was almost a year ago. Um, I went to Rome, Italy. I had wanted to go on a study abroad for a really long time. Um, whenever I was a kid, we didn't do a lot of international travel as a family, mm-hmm. but we lived in Argentina for six months. And that was something that kind of like really stuck with me, you know. Mm-hmm. I just, and then after that, I started taking Spanish classes and learning more about different countries and um, just culture and language. All of it just really interested me. And all my cousins went on study abroad. So it's like, that'd be so cool. So it's, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. I didn't want to know what I want to do with my life, but I knew when I went to college, I wanted to go to study abroad. And yeah. I wanted to do it for at least a semester, maybe a year, just because you get a lot more. You get really immersed in the culture, and so you get a whole different experience. So, mm. And luckily for me, the civil engineering department has really cool study abroads. And so they had this one for Rome for a semester that I it wouldn't push back my graduation. I could take a full load of classes. Super cool. So I saved up, and I went on the study abroad, and it was really cool. We went to Rome and, yeah, spent some time there. It's kind of dirty, but it's got some good food mm-hmm. and nice people. Um, so it was really fun. Took some weekend trips. And then two months in, uh, this thing called coronavirus. I don't know if you heard of it. Yeah, but it, what is that? <laughs> I Yeah, I, it's this thing that happened. And, yeah, so it got canceled and then we came home. Yeah. But, yeah, I could talk about it for hours, but uh, well. We won't. <laughs> I still want to talk about it. Um, yeah. I guess. Ha- have you ever been out of the country prior to the study abroad, or was this your first time? Yeah. Well, back back when I was a kid, like I said, I lived in Argentina for six months, mm-hmm. and then after that, I hadn't left the country until about a month before the study abroad. I went on a service trip to Honduras, mm-hmm. so I went to that for a week. But yeah. that was the only other time that I left the country. So. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, it was still a pretty new experience, and it was definitely different than when I'd gone before um, when I was a kid because yeah. I didn't know anybody that was going on the trip. So I was basically just going with a bunch of strangers kind of on my own. So yeah. definitely a different experience mm -hmm. um, for sure. How was like the group of people you met over there? I know you got really close with a lot of them, but I'm, I'm mm -hmm. guessing you guys weren't all in like the same friend groups or maybe you didn't even know the majority mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, originally yeah, I didn't know all of them and then but yeah, we definitely got to know each other pretty well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was about 30 people, um, maybe like 20 of us or so were civil engineering and the rest were other engineerings that just found a way to get on the trip. <laughs> and they were, it's honestly a really great group of people. I remember going into it and being kind of nervous because I was like, I've met so many great people in my first couple years of college, such as Victor Zhang, um, <laughs> so many good friends. And so I didn't think that, you know, even if I made friends on this trip, I didn't think that they would be as close of friends, you know, mm -hmm. but it turned out that there's some some really great people. I loved all my roommates. Um, we kind of had different groups starting out, but then, you know, once we got about a month in, people kind of started to hang out with everyone because, mm -hmm. you know, we're already hanging out with the same 30 people the whole trip. So you can't really make that <laughs> number any smaller. So, yeah. and I really tried to get to know everybody on the trip and I think I did a good job. Mm -hmm. We knew a good amount of people and they were honestly, they were so great. All so good to travel with. I feel like people that go and study abroad are pretty, open-minded and pretty you know willing to just kind of do whatever so i made made some lifelong friends on that trip for sure yeah something about just experiencing something completely new for mm -hmm. especially that long of a time even though it got mm -hmm. cut short it was like two yeah. and a half months it's still such a long mm -hmm. time yeah it's a long time and i mean kind of what we went through kind of bonded us just from kind of traumatic like being in that country and then they just send us home that was yeah. kind of a bonding time too so yeah. you get a lot closer from all that I mean even I'm sure with your two-week one it was two or three weeks right mm -hmm. I'm yeah. sure you got so close to people there oh yeah for sure it was definitely cool because like you said I was pretty nervous about who I was going to be friends with and I only knew Cambria going on the trip and so mm -hmm. we kind of stuck together for maybe the first few days and after that we still hung out with each other but we weren't mm -hmm. always like needing to be next to each other to be comfortable because yeah. everyone else was mm -hmm. so cool too. Yeah. And that's a good thing. I feel like just in any situation, not to just stick to the people, you know, because it's good to make new friends and meet new mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And so, you know, once COVID like news of COVID happened, I think especially during that time, it was getting really bad in Europe. And mm -hmm. so what was that procedure like of you getting back home and, First of all, how did you guys take the news? Did you guys think it was going to be that serious at first? or? Yeah, no, so we did not think it was going to be that <laughs> serious at all. I mean, it was a shock to everybody, but yeah, it just happened to us a little bit earlier mm -hmm. than in the U.S. But yeah, I remember we knew about COVID because we knew it was happening in China. And I remember making fun of people in College Station because, you know, there was that scare yes. that came to College Station in like mm -hmm. January. And we we're like, ha ha, you guys are going to get COVID <laughs> and we're all the way to Italy. <laughs> But then um, it felt like it happened so fast, like within a week span of time, we heard that they got into northern Italy and it was getting bad and then Milan got shut down. Mm -hmm. We started hearing that study abroads were getting canceled and then we were kind of like, it's kind of crazy, like it's getting a little bit more serious and we really didn't think it was going to be that bad. We're like, there's no way they're going to cancel ours, like that's just not something that's going to happen. Um, and then I remember our study abroad professor telling us like the Thursday before our spring break, which is a week before y'all's. It's like, yeah, guys, like I'm doing what I can. Um, I can't promise anything, but, um, you know, I think we'll be fine, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. And so we just went off on our spring breaks. And I remember I was with a couple of my roommates and we were doing this whole, we're going to a bunch of different countries for spring break. We had gone to Ireland and we were in a pub in Scotland waiting for this night bus that was going to take us to London. Mm -hmm. 
we were just waiting there and then we just get a text from our study abroad professor and he's like i'm sorry guys i tried my best and we just like we didn't even look at each other we all just like the three of us just stopped and then we just like started crying and yeah. just like it was terrible and everybody in our group tattoo everybody was texting everybody's like no this can't be there's no way mm-hmm. and and at the time we didn't really think covid was that serious either you know because we just didn't yeah no obviously it's a little bit more serious now but nobody knew but we were just like it's not bad for people our age like it's not even in rome this is ridiculous so we were so upset about it mm-hmm. and um yeah at first i remember we just didn't say a word and then one of my roommates was like another round and we were like yeah <laughs> just so we got another round and we just sat there yeah and then yeah we were on a night bus we were supposed to sleep did not sleep it was we did not nobody took the news very well and for some of us we went and finished out our spring break and spent a few more days in rome mm-hmm. and then left but then there were some people who like their parents wanted them out and so like i had one friend her dad just called her he was like i have a flight for you tomorrow like, oh my god yeah yeah she was still in rome and you just she just had to leave and there was a few like that mm-hmm. um and those of us that because a lot of us were already gone people uh the study abroad program told us that they would go and pack our bags and then send it back if we just wanted if we didn't want to go back to rome if we just wanted to leave straight from where wow. we were so some people did that and then yeah there's a group of us who just finished out our spring break over in europe we're like we're out of italy it's better over here so mm-hmm. we're just we paid for our stuff so we're just gonna finish this out and get back to rome yeah and so we got back to rome and then people just kind of left a little bit and there's 10 of us left and we had our flights booked for i think it was like a thursday um because AM was telling us they were freaking out like yeah. <laughs> the study program had no idea what to do they were like emailing us all these contradicting things they like made a whatsapp group they're like hey have you guys booked your flight yet like they were mm-hmm. it was so weird they're telling us we had to come home but then we class was going to be online mm-hmm. so we, it was it was, cra- it was all weird all a mess but yeah we had our flights booked and then like the a couple days after we got back that's when the country went into nationwide lockdown wow. and so our flights got canceled and so everybody was like oh no like we're not gonna go home and i was kind of like that's not a big you know so what we have to stay in rome it's so sad <laughs> but some people were kind of freaking out um but i mean it worked out they switched our flights yeah the country went into lockdown and so i remember like walking around and kind of like taking pictures and videos of everything because it was mm-hmm. just like there's a limit on another people that could go into buildings and people wearing masks and spreading out yeah and i just remember thinking it was the most bizarre thing like people in the u.s are gonna i'm gonna show this it's gonna be crazy this is gonna go down in history mm-hmm. but then the same thing happened in the u.s so yeah. i mean it's a pretty similar idea but it all just happened first um but yeah that happened i remember we had homework due the next day oh my goodness. And I we sent, <laughs> on top we of everything else <laughs> On top of it, we had homework due on like that Wednesday or something. Yeah. And we so we sent a text to our professor like, hey, uh, due to the nationwide lockdown, some of us were unable to complete our homework. Could you extend it? Mm-hmm. So we extended our homework. That was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got on our flights and we headed back. And then we all had to go into quarantine for two weeks. So me and two of my roommates, um, one of their moms let us have the house. So we just sat at that house for two weeks. And I remember that. You guys out. had... You guys had this like correct me if i'm wrong but i think you guys had something on the fridge that was like days into quarantine with like tally marks mm-hmm. or something yeah we had a little like tally yeah <laughs> a little tally on the fridge to keep number of the days yeah that <laughs> yeah. is crazy when it you were just crazy. talking about how like you got that text that your professor said i'm sorry i did everything i could i was just like wow like obviously i didn't experience that with you but 
Mm-hmm. I felt it, <laughs> especially yeah. like you guys had this whole plan of we're going to be here for this whole semester. At this point, we still have two and a half more months left. There's so many other places we can explore. It just stinks. Mm-hmm. It got cut short. Yeah, because I mean, coming back from any study abroad is kind of hard, you know, the culture shock, but mm-hmm. we didn't even have that closure. We thought they're going to be there for longer. And so mm-hmm. it's pretty upsetting. And I mean, obviously, since then, a lot worse things have happened because of COVID. So in mm-hmm. retrospect, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But at the time, yeah, it was pretty tough. Yeah. And we felt bad for our professor, too, because he, he has family in Italy. And so he really likes doing these study abroads. He tried so hard to make mm-hmm. it the best experience for us. And he tries oh. his best, but it got canceled for him too but mm. it was hard but we understand now that you know COVID is kind of a big deal <laughs> worst things have happened so yeah. i'm just happy for the time we had mm-hmm. still it's awesome that you mm-hmm. had like that experience for two and a half months i mean going mm-hmm. abroad for a semester is a huge commitment it's something i never could i personally could never do <laughs> um but i also think having like a group of friends that you made there makes being away mm-hmm. from home that much easier oh for sure i think you could do it you totally could pull it off. but <laughs> i don't know i know some people do like <laughs> you could you make friends everywhere i hope but there's some people that do those exchanges and i thought about that too before i knew about the rome one but they just do the exchange where you just go live with the family all on your own yeah but i don't think i could do that you mm-hmm. know because at least i had people my age kind of going through the same thing mm-hmm. But just going all on your own and you don't know the language or anything, that's kind of, that's a lot. Yeah. And everyone sees you as, oh, you're the exchange student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's a cool experience, though. One of my best friends growing up, she had a couple exchange students. So I'm, they were, I mean, they were coming here from a yeah. different place, you know. Like, mm-hmm. There was one, um, her name's Anna. She came from the Czech Republic and she was here for a year when we were in high school. And it was, it was just seemed like a really cool experience for her. She was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like high school these football games it's just like the movies <laughs> yeah yeah did you ever get to meet people there like your age that were native of rome yeah a couple um i didn't learn italian very well so i didn't mm-hmm. really get that whole experience but there was a couple there were a couple girls that were in our class mm-hmm. that i don't know how they did it i think <laughs> one of them ended up dropping but the other one she took like a full load of her classes of her italian classes and then she took these engineering classes with us in english and so she spent a lot of time with us and she's actually from romania but she spent a lot of time in italy and she went to school in italy and mm-hmm. so we got to talk to her a lot and she kind of showed us around the town and that was really cool so I did make a couple of friends that were Italian, um, and yeah, they're similar but different. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I always think that's really cool getting to meet people from the country that you're studying abroad from. Like we, I mean, we were there a really short amount of time, but um, I don't know how. But one guy, I we were also living in like an apartment type deal, where. Mm-hmm every one of us had our own room which was really nice oh wow and every room had like a really like simple setup of a kitchen so we all had like fridges Mm -hmm. we had like one or two like electric stove type things Mm -hmm. and there are other students living in there too uh so Mm -hmm. we met a couple of the students living in that complex but obviously we didn't get as much time with them but i thought Mm -hmm. it was really cool because they were like oh americans (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they, I mean, they think you're interesting and you think they're interesting. So mm-hmm. it is really cool. I feel like that's a big thing. There is one friend that I had on the trip. He was the only per- we all stayed in apartments together. And then he was the one person that stayed in like a homestay. And he had taken Italian classes before. He was really determined to really become integrated. <laughs> 
in the Italian community and he did a great job. He would talk to kids at school because he could speak Italian really well. So he was getting to know kids at school. His whole goal for spring break is that he was just going to hang out. He was going to get into the group of Italian college <laughs> kids and he would hang out with them. And I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. I wish I knew more Italian. I, that's why I think language learning is so cool. And I want to yeah. learn a couple languages because then you, you know, you break that whole barrier. Even though everybody in Europe speaks English, like mm -hmm. you still, it's another level. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that'd be really cool too. I didn't, I took maybe three years of Spanish in high school. It didn't mm -hmm. really get me that far in Spain. <laughs> um, yeah. It would have been really cool to like hold legit conversations with someone from there instead of just it being basic and they're like laughing at mm -hmm. you like playfully obviously mm -hmm. but they're laughing at you yeah. for, because you don't know how to pronounce hello properly <laughs> <laughs> wait you pronounce it say it no, no no no, no. I, I say it properly i'm not gonna say it oh okay right just, right right. you just you kind of put me on the spot <laughs> well i just didn't know like it's a pretty easy word so i didn't know if it was like you know a general example or if like you. oh actually... no it was a general example okay cool don't worry Dang, it was funny if it wasn't <laughs> off the record I'll, I'll tell you how i say it <laughs> after all this sounds um, good what was the coolest thing you saw in europe because i know you traveled a bunch of different places what's the coolest mm -hmm. thing you just saw while you're traveling it's mm. a good question it's very broad mm. yeah so the coolest thing i saw i saw a lot of different cool things it's a really hard question it's very broad mm -hmm. um but I remember this one time we went to Prague for one weekend and Prague in general, it wasn't, you know, I mean, it was really cool, but I just remember apparently they have a big jazz. They're really big on jazz and who knew? I was just looking on Yelp and looking online. Apparently they're big on jazz. And so this one night we just went to like this kind of underground jazz club. And so me and a few of my friends, we just went and we just watched these, you know, guys from Prague do jazz. And I thought that was really cool because a lot of the stuff we'll go see. I mean, when you go and just visit places, you see a lot of touristy things. But yeah. that one was something that apparently they got a lot of jazz and it looked like a pretty, you know, they got some locals there. So yeah. that was a good time. And then also the first trip I went on, I went to Cinque Terre, which is it's, it means the five towns. Um, it's a place in Italy. It's along the coast. And there's like these five different towns. It was it used to be a, it was a port. And so mm. it was a port town. And me and a few friends, I guess they were my friends at the time. I didn't really know them, but we went and hiked the whole thing. It was like 13 miles and it had the most wow. beautiful views. Like each town you went to, it had a different view. Mm -hmm. There's one that has all these colorful houses and buildings. And then other ones, it was just a beautiful view of the sea. So that was really pretty too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dang. I feel like... Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I feel like if I was walking through there, it'd be like a movie. Like, I feel like I'm in a mm -hmm. movie because you don't see that. In, you don't see that in America at all that often. No, you don't. Definitely not in Texas. That's that's yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about like large structures? Like I saw. Um, oh, my gosh. Why am, I, <laughs> why am I blanking on this now? Really? Ugh, this is so bad. <laughs> but I, I saw. Oh, my gosh. It's like some church. This is so bad. Sagrada Familia? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw Sagrada Familia. Um, it was huge, larger <laughs> yeah. than life, like, incredible, like, architecture, obviously. Uh, but that mm -hmm. was, like, something architecture-wise I saw that was really cool. But what about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. There's, I mean, Europe in general, there's so much of that in Rome. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Because we saw a lot. That was all our group trips. I uh, saw the Statue of David that one is very cool and mm -hmm. it's just incredible how it's how detailed all of it is um 
obviously the Vatican, that mm-hmm. all very cool. Um, one that I really liked, it's a site that, I mean, it's not really in the heart of Rome. It was closer to where we went to school, which is kind of on the outside. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, the St. Paul's burial site. And so it, they have a huge, they have a big cathedral there. And it was, it was really beautiful. And it was really cool because it's where Paul is buried. And so you go and they've got this whole little setup. And I'm not Catholic, but I still thought it was pretty incredible. It was mm-hmm. just this huge open space. And yeah, it, it was really cool. But I mean, it is surprising just seeing them all in general. Like, it's hard to pick one because we went to so many different ones and they're all so beautiful and they don't even compare to what you see in the U.S. because yeah. obviously the U.S. is a lot newer than Europe. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I noticed that in the U.S. everything is so, like, straight. Like, you have all these, like, rectangular buildings and, and then in Europe mm-hmm. you have a lot of, like, they're not just one color. They're all different types of shapes. There's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. small details that you wouldn't notice when you're far away. But when you get up close, like, you're like, wow, mm-hmm. someone actually put the time in to design this. It's really cool. Yeah, they put, there's so much detail into all of it. And they just, they care a lot more about beauty when they're designing these buildings and churches. That, yeah. You know, we're just here to <laughs> structure, get it out there. Yeah. That's civil, really cool from a civil, yeah, yeah civil engineering mm-hmm. standpoint. I was all seeing that. All these buildings like St. Mark's, too, in Venice, yeah. that one was cool. And seeing the aqueducts, that was one of our wow. little technical tools. I don't know if you know about those, but it's mm-hmm. transport water. <laughs> and there's one that still works, it's very cool. Did you get to <laughs> see it impressive. like in action? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to kind of go inside of it. We had a little tour where it kind of showed us how why it's still working. They haven't had to do any maintenance. Um, mm-hmm. it's very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Another... What was your favorite thing that you saw when you oh. were in Spain? The coolest thing you saw? Oh my goodness. This is pretty difficult. Other than the, the church that you didn't remember the name <laughs> of. <laughs> See, that would have been my answer. But here's, here's the sad part. I don't remember the names of them like off the top of my head. I can picture it. Yeah, like I can okay. picture it like it's just yesterday. Um, yeah. But I'm sorry. I'll probably have to say Sagrada Familia. <laughs> just okay (laughs) just because it was like so huge and like i Mm -hmm. knew that it was going to be like one of those really like tall buildings but i didn't realize it wasn't just tall on the outside um and like inside but the amount of detail as you keep like your eyes keep going up and there's so much detail even like we wouldn't notice from far away but someone decided you know what like even though people on the ground can't see this, like I'm going to still make this part of mm-hmm. the building very artistic and put a lot of like mm-hmm. in-depth stuff in here. I don't know. It was just really sure. cool to see it all. And I felt like everywhere I turned, like every single wall had its own personality. And mm-hmm. the crazy thing was that I found out it wasn't even done yet and it had been going on for such a mm-hmm. long time. So yeah. that's really cool. I think they're finishing it sometime before 2027. But yeah, I think something like that. It's just crazy because it's already super detailed and artistic as it already is. Like, I don't know what else they could add to it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. The fact that it's so detailed, even so high up, because nobody's really going to see that. You yeah. Know, not, nobody's going to see it that close. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's insane. Um, but you mentioned, you know, all the architecture and civil engineering. I thought this would be another good segue. Mm-hmm. Mm, to ask you <laughs> to ask you why you chose to go down the civil engineering route yeah I like first of all I like that you say that it's a good segue every time you segue you could just do it but instead well see I could but I just want you know just <laughs> you want to be Victor that's what you do I want to you know 
point out that this is a really good transition. Right. Everybody <laughs> needs to know in case, you know, if the people are slow that don't really get how good of a transition it is, they have to know. This is a good transition, y'all. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, so civil engineering, um, the reason I got into it's a little different than why I stayed in it, but I got into it just because I used to want to do architecture. I thought that'd be really cool. I've always thought houses are really cool, structure, uh-huh. all of it. Super cool. But I realized as I got older that that's a lot of art and drawing and detail. Yeah. And yeah, it's a lot. And so I didn't think I could do it. And I heard that civil engineering was kind of similar, but it was more based off of the structure, which is what I thought was cool. And I was a little bit better at, of course, typical story, good at math and science, like yeah. Legos, that whole thing. So I got into engineering. I knew I wanted to do civil. And as I got into it, I really started to like it. Um, everybody talks about how you kind of get more tangible results like physical results for what you're doing and you really get to see how you're helping society when you're doing it versus um if you're working on other things like mechanical engineering i mean it, mechanical engineering is so broad but sometimes <laughs> yeah. we'll just be working on like a small part of just you know something you don't really get to see it as much or like chemical engineering you really right. you don't get to see exactly what you're doing so mm-hmm. so i stayed in it and the department is really great and as i got more into it i kind of started um to get more specific, I really like doing water and hydraulics and hydrology. So my first internship, I got to deal with flood management. And so that was pretty soon after Harvey too. And uh-huh. so I really wanted to do that. And so I got kind of got to see how I could really help people and really help the community that I'm in because uh-huh. so many people flood and I could work to help kind of prevent that. Yeah. And then I started working more in water resources and I thought it was cool how you know you could provide people with drinking water and you really just get to provide people with basic needs and I thought that that was something that would be really good for me to do with my life and eventually I just kind of want to do nonprofit work um, I think that that's kind of where I would feel most fulfilled is doing nonprofit work one day just because there's so many people in the world that don't have these basic needs you know like I could work here in America and make everybody's life a little bit better or I could go work for developing countries and you know give people a chance at life so uh-huh. civil engineering i just see a lot of opportunity it's very broad a lot of job opportunities and there's a lot that you can do to really help people so that's kind of why i stayed in it and why yeah. I like it. dang you've got the whole like if you get asked that in an interview like that is the answer i'd be looking for <laughs> that's awesome though i really like it um i think too a lot of like why I would stay, like I would say I stayed in mechanical engineering is different from the reason why I got mm-hmm. into it too. Like, you know, for me, yeah. it was like, I picked mechanical engineering because it was the most broad. I'm sure you've heard that like mm-hmm. 37,000 times. Oh, for sure. Um, but exactly, then, that's the <laughs> But honestly, kind of like you, um, as much as, you know, there's so many different parts of mechanical engineering, I feel like in all types of engineering, really, you have that ability to impact people on like the ind- individual mm-hmm. level, but also mm-hmm. in like a bigger picture too. And mm-hmm. it's not like service in your traditional sense. It's not like you actually going out there and, you know, um, I don't even know, like gathering goods for someone or like going to a distribution center and helping out, but you're helping out mm-hmm. people in a different way. And I think for me, like I would love to go down that nonprofit route too. Like I just, love helping mm-hmm. people like like I love knowing that I did something better that actually benefited someone's life um but like mm-hmm. at least for now I think with mechanical engineering there's a lot of different ways you can benefit society just by 
like working on, mm-hmm. you know, for example, like cars or airplanes or technology. Yeah. Um, that's all a big part of everyone's life. And so um, that's kind of where I'm going. But I like how you um, mm-hmm. I like how you talked about, like with civil engineering, that you have like this one goal of civil engineer, like being a civil engineer, but you want to go down like another route too. Did you ever feel like growing up that those two weren't able to be combined or like nonprofit? Yeah, well, I didn't really, yeah, well, growing up, I didn't really think as much about nonprofit. It was just when I got older that I really kind of started to feel more called to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, I thought they could be combined a little bit more than I realized that they Mm -hmm. can, if that makes sense. So first when I I started to think about it, it was like, you know, I work with water resources and people need water. This is perfect. I'll Mm -hmm. do nonprofit. But in reality, they don't necessarily need as many engineers for nonprofits. And a lot of the engineers that work for these are usually local because it builds a lot more trust and they know the area a little bit more. Yeah. And you don't necessarily need some insane degree to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't just want to do straight design engineering my whole life. I mean, that's probably, that's all of us. We want to get more <laughs> into management. Yeah. Um, so yeah, growing up, I didn't really think about it. But to be honest, I mean, if I did work in nonprofit, which I want to do, I'd probably do more organizational stuff anyway. Cause, mm-hmm. But having that engineering background would definitely help me understand what's going on a lot more for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going into a full-time role after college mm-hmm. and yeah. you're going to be in Houston, right? Yeah, Houston, H-Town. H-Town. Rest in yeah. peace, James Harden. I was just going to say that. <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> You're to the Nets, right? Yeah, he went to the Nets. I'm yep. really yep. interested to see how that turns out. Well, they're already projected to be like top in the conference. Oh yeah, year. they're they're mm-hmm. at a good place right now, and um, with Harden mm-hmm. in, it's I mean, depending on how egos mesh, like they could be, they could probably <laughs> yeah. win it all. They probably could. We'll see though. Harden, he's something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw his interviews from yesterday where he was trashing. Houston, he basically... I did not. What did he say? So, like, he had never outward, like, outwardly said anything about, oh, like, Houston sucks. And he, like, he he didn't say that during the uh, interview. But I think somebody asked, somebody asked him um, about, like, how he feels about the team. And he was like, I love Houston. I love the fans. I love the city. uh, But I feel like I've done everything I could. And then he was like, thank you. And then walked away. And then oh my God. another player on the team said, was asked about James Harden. And he was like, you know, actually, like, I was more like, I signed to play with another person on this team, not James Harden. And was basically making it like James Harden is separate from the team. So it was a lot of tea, oh, but he no. got, he got traded today. Yeah, he's gone now. It's okay. He's gone. Uh, but I wanted to ask, so, you know, you go into like this full-time role and Mm -hmm. like staying close to home was that intentional like did you want to remain close to home or were you just like this was just like the best fit and it just so happened to be in my hometown yeah a little bit of both I mean I'm not super I definitely don't want to stay in Houston too long I definitely want to go live somewhere else but for now uh, I thought it could be a good idea just because with COVID and everything you know it'd be good to stay closer to home but also in the past for internships, I've always said I wanted to be in Houston just because like last year I was getting back from my study abroad. And so I was like, oh, I want to be in Houston. I don't really want to go anywhere else. And so 
that's kind of where all of my network was. And so when everybody offered me interviews and offered me jobs, it was all for Houston because <laughs> yeah. they just kind of assumed. So that ended up being the best opportunities too. And the job that I really wanted, the one that I ended up accepting, that was the company that I wanted and it just happened to be in Houston. So it just kind of all worked out that way. I didn't necessarily want to stay in Houston. I kind of wanted to go to a little bit further away, but mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, I figured it could be good for now, just a couple of years staying in Houston. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy though. Cause I mean, whenever you think about like internships, you think about such short term things like, Oh, I'll mm-hmm. be working here for three months. It'll be almost like, it's not like vacation you're working, but it feels like mm-hmm. a vacation. Cause you can kind yeah. of pick wherever you're going, no consequence. But now when you're looking mm-hmm. at a company, uh, you're not just deciding like where you're going to like go, but like it affects the rest of your life in a way. And mm-hmm. that's kind of scary. So kind of walk me through like <laughs> your like thought process of, oh, I'm deciding for the rest of my, not for the rest of my life, but this is like a big goal decision. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about it a good amount. And for me, I kind of know where I want to be, at least for the early years of my career. I definitely wanted to work a job that was either land development, what I'm doing, or in water resources, other things that I know I'd like. I wanted a job that would provide me a very diverse amount of experience, you know, because I kind of know what I want to do, but I'd rather get a lot of experience uh, starting out in different types of fields of engineering. Uh And I knew I wanted to work for a company with a good company culture, obviously. And I wanted to work somewhere that has international opportunities because I want to go work internationally. (laughs) That's something that I definitely want to do in at least the first five, 10 years of my career. And I wanted a company that would kind of let me, that would have offices in different places that are open to moving you around. That was the question that I always ask. Cause I was like, well, you know, if I want to go live somewhere else or, you know, someday I get married and I want to go, I need to go move somewhere else. That's important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of looked for a company that had all of those things. And Jacobs had that for me. There's actually a lot of companies that are pretty good, especially in the civil sector that they have good company culture and they're really good about all that and working with you. But international, that's a little bit more slim, but mm-hmm. Jacobs, they're really big on international opportunities or they have in the past, at least, who knows mm-hmm. with COVID and everything. But they have this whole program where they send young professionals abroad for six months and you go work on a project abroad for six months. And yeah. even when you're working in Houston, uh, a couple of people that I was interviewing with, they were talking about how they had worked in projects in for different countries. They were in mm-hmm. Houston, but they were working on projects in different countries. And so that was really exciting for me. And they just talked about how you get a whole lot of experience starting out and um, which is really, it's really good to at least build your resume. Even I could work there for a couple of years and decide I hate it, but at least <laughs> I have a good resume out of it. You know, you don't yeah. want to just go work somewhere and hate it and have a good resume, but mm-hmm. hopefully I like it and, and I get a lot of good experience. So there's kind of a lot of things that went into it, but overall I think it's a good decision for me. Yeah. And, yeah, you're right. It is a big decision, though. It is scary. <laughs> and I don't, it is scary. I was just thinking about that the other day about like leases for housing and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to live here more than two years, but also, like, how does housing work in College Station? <laughs> they're all for like a year because, yeah. you know, we change every year. But how does it look in Houston? I don't know. Should I buy a house? Should I rent something? I don't know. So, yeah. No, it's really interesting, too, since like, you and I are the same age. Like we came into college at the same time, but mm-hmm. like a year from now, or even like, especially this upcoming fall, like we're going to be in different places in our life. And I'm going to have mm-hmm. like friends who are in the real world and we're all going to be in the mm-hmm. same group chat, but someone is, you know, in school for like, 
one hour every day and the other is working mm-hmm. eight hours every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird to think oh, yeah. about that. I mean, think about some people our age, like everybody's getting engaged and married. Oh like my they're on a whole nother stage <laughs> yeah. of life. Like we're all all over the spectrum. Yeah. It's crazy too, because we're all like I've always imagined it like if we're all the same age we're all doing the same thing because that's how it's been mm-hmm. for the majority of our yeah. life and now that's people true. are just going different routes yeah what the heck why can't we all just do the same thing <laughs> the same weird. Yeah. is there anything you're scared about after college like life after college yeah. or worried about yeah. at least not too worried just the one thing I'm worried about is just the monotony of it all you know just going and working a full-time job eight hours just doing the same thing every day I just you know like college is really exciting and when you're in school it's so fun Mm because you're seeing people all the time and every semester your life changes you know Mm -hmm. like every few months something new is happening yeah but just working you know you talk to people that are older that work they're like (laughs) years just go by so fast because they're just doing the same thing so Mm -hmm. that's why I wanted to make sure that's why I really want to go I want to at least switch locations, go work in it, like do something, you know, to keep keep it interesting because I'm a little bit worried that life's just going to get, you know, boring. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, too, um, I think it's a good time for you if you want to explore something new, like passion-wise. Like you'll mm-hmm. have eight hours every single day blocked out, but after that, like the rest yeah. of your day is kind of up to you. So that'll be fun. That's true. You have more of a schedule. That is one good thing about working full time because right now it's hard to plan out things and try yeah. and get in time for, like you said, hobbies and passions, but you know what you're doing every single day yeah. whenever you're working. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for another year in college or do you wish you were graduating? Oh, I'm so happy I'm here for another year. <laughs> it is going to be sure. pretty sad though. Cause like I've always been on time or ahead usually just on time with everyone mm-hmm. around me and now yeah. like like I mentioned earlier um some of my friends like you are gonna be gone and I'll you know look at your location and you won't be <laughs> you won't be like yeah. less than a five minute drive away from me like that part mm-hmm. still hasn't hit yet like I know technically I should be graduating this spring but now that I'm not but then other people around me are talking about full-time jobs and I just feel really out of place, especially like I haven't even taken a senior design class and everyone around me is talking about senior design. That makes me feel really young, even though I'm the same age. <laughs> That's true. I didn't but, think about that. But I mean, there's a there's a good amount of people that are mechanical that are graduating late, huh? Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. Always mechanical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have any idea about what you want to do full time? You've had a few internships. Oh, my God. A few days into this one. <laughs> Um, not too sure yet, honestly. Um, I don't really know what industry I want to do yet. I have interests, mm-hmm. but at the same time, those are like temporary interests. I don't really have anything that's stuck. I just know I want to work on something that is cool and is mm-hmm. going to impact society is my main thing. I don't want to be working on something mm-hmm. that I know that is not going to like contribute to the betterment of like the world or even like the people mm-hmm. around me. And so yeah. as long as a company can impact some group of people, I'll be happy. <laughs> but also at the same time, I feel like once I start looking for full-time roles, I'll probably have a more like narrow mm-hmm. idea of what I want. But right now I also need to get through these two jobs. So I'm going to have this next yeah. like 
half year so it'll be interesting that's true yeah you'll have a better idea by then because i mean you've worked in a good amount you've worked in some pretty different industries so you're getting a good amount of experience yeah. here i'm really excited at the same time though um like it's really interesting because i haven't done remote work yet i've only oh. worked like in person and so i'm still mm -hmm. getting used to the whole you know in person you can go talk to somebody right away but like when I want to ask for help online, it just feels different mm -hmm. because I don't want to, I feel like I'm taking away more of their time for some reason. And I feel yeah. weird about asking for help because I need to message them and then I need to wait for them to respond. And it's not just mm -hmm. instant feedback like I was used to in my past, like summer yeah. and a half ago. So I'm definitely getting used mm -hmm. to it. But at the same time, it's, it is nice being able to do re work mm -hmm. remotely. Yeah, it's definitely a lot harder. I feel like remote work really benefits people some people you know like if you have a family and you need to stay at home be with kids all that but starting out at a job remotely that's a lot because you're yeah. right it's a lot harder to ask questions and you don't know anybody but yeah. it's good that you get to be in college station oh that yeah would be no. nice. that's definitely been like a huge perk because I, I would have been in Pittsburgh and that would have been really cool too <laughs> um but I don't know it's nice being able to be with everyone especially during a lot of my friends' last semesters here Mm -hmm. yeah it was sad when you're like oh i'm co-oping next semester i'm gonna leave it's so sad <laughs> yeah. but you're here Yay. it all worked out yeah mm -hmm. um i wanted to ask you like how has your mentality like your senior year in high school differed from your senior year like now because i think senior year of high school maybe you you probably were mature i definitely wasn't mature back then <laughs> <laughs> and so I think my mentality was, oh, I want to like stay in touch with everyone and I'm going to be like best friends with everyone still, even though we don't go to the same college. And I think yeah. <laughs> senior year of college, you're a bit more realistic, but you also realize like friendships aren't going to make themselves work out. Like you need to put in time to make sure that, you know, mm -hmm. you remain friends with the people you want to. So how is like yeah. your mentality differed? Yeah, it's differed a lot and it's been a while. <laughs> it's it's been a, a sad thing. It has been a while, like four years to be exact. Uh, I just sad to think about, you know, friendships are going to be harder to maintain. I don't like thinking about that. But <laughs> yeah, in high school, I don't even remember how I thought about all of that. But I guess I kind of knew that I wasn't going to end up keeping up with everyone that I was going to make new friends. But mm -hmm. it's definitely on a different scale now, just because I mean, the friends that I made in high school, I made some I made a few really good friends in high school for sure that I still talk to. But mm -hmm. I feel like I made a lot more very deep, genuine friendships in college. And so I've met a lot of people that I think that those friendships could last a really long time. Mm -hmm. But it's just a matter of whatever happens, happens. I mean, with this whole quarantine stuff, we don't see each other as often anyway. And yeah. so I've already kind of gotten used to that whole being really intentional about keeping up with people. Mm -hmm. But the way I see it, it's just kind of like life's going to move on. Eventually, we're not going to all talk to each other as much. Oh. So I know it's sad to think about but because it's the truth of the matter. No, you know, yeah, that years is true. From now, I mean, we're only going to be able to talk to each other so much. Um, mm. I'll just see where life takes me. Um, everybody's going to end up in all these different cities. So we'll yeah. see where I end up. I mean, I'm going to get if I end up in the same city as certain friends, I'm going to hang get a lot closer to them and hang out with them. And there's definitely going to be people that I will be intentional about talking to and keeping up with for sure. Um, that list, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to decide who that's going to be, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know. Time will work itself out. Yeah, it'll all work out. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely make an effort too because I feel like working 
all the time. You're not going to see as many friends in general. So I'm going to want to. Wow. Like, I just want to talk to somebody. I just want to hang out with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's something that I'm really glad or like, that's the reason why I'm glad I'm not leaving college yet is mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the same yeah. time too, like a lot of my good friends are leaving. So even though I'll still have friends here in college, I'll have mm-hmm. other friends who have left college who are yeah. kind of in that second phase of life where mm-hmm. they don't have something new happening every few weeks like they got a mm-hmm. they got their own life to worry about they got work and then mm-hmm. especially people who like get married and have kids it's weird to think mm-hmm. about but then they're gonna have a whole new responsibility in their hands and so <laughs> it's really interesting <laughs> to think about that mm-hmm. yeah it's all gonna be very different but mm-hmm. we just gotta go with the flow and just see how it, see how it works out i mean so much has changed this year especially things should change all the time mm-hmm. just gotta work with it yeah Obviously, I'll still talk to you, and we're still going to be friends no matter yeah, what happens. Yeah, of course. Obviously. 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 Th- thank goodness for social media, though. That'll be. Mm-hmm. That'll be probably. A, I, I see a lot of adults using it right now, and mm-hmm. that's how they keep in touch with each other. Um, and so, mm-hmm. it's good to have at least Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, though, like people hate on social media in some ways. Yeah, it's toxic. Whatever, but. Mm-hmm. It really does help. You keep up with a lot of people, you know, people posting life updates and you kind of keep up knowing what's going on with everyone without, you know, having to text everybody and talk to everyone and take the time to meet up. Like I learned today from looking at your your private snap story or something that, you know, works really hard and you have no idea what's happening. Like I wouldn't have known that (laughs) if I didn't have you on social media. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Work. Work is really hard, but you know, granted, it was only my second day yesterday too, so maybe that's hey, why. <laughs> no, that's how that goes. I was gonna swipe up. I was like, nah, I'll talk to him later about it. Yeah, no, we'll. Figure Everybody's it out. confused. It's gonna be great when you figure it out. You're gonna feel so smart. Mm-hmm. It's also different too because I'm doing more of like software role. Like I'm, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be coding in Java a lot, and like I know Java luckily, um, but mm-hmm. like Java wasn't taught oh, to nice. us in undergrad. <laughs> It was a high school thing. So, you know, mm-hmm. one of my many high school accomplishments where I peaked, um, Java was right. definitely. You were homecoming king, right? <laughs> yeah. Homecoming oh king. And he knows Java. What and I know Java. But it wasn't taught to us in undergraduate mechanical. So if they had, <laughs> if they, if, if I didn't have that experience in high school, I'd be learning a completely new language. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like, I decided to get a notebook and I have this section of my notebook titled words I don't know. And it's just all <laughs> like I sit in, in these meetings and I hear something I don't like is not familiar and I'll just write it down and search it up later. <laughs> so like you're thinking you're taking like these smart, you know, notes about the meeting, <laughs> but you're really just writing just word question mark. <laughs> yeah. So like, oh, what are some words? So today I found out not today, yesterday. API stands for application programming interface and it allows two applications to talk to one another through an intermediate intermediate into I don't know intermediate Inter- something like that obviously you didn't know that what the heck yeah but I'm not gonna just oh my gosh I'm not gonna just ask them like hey what does that mean to like chime in every time they use a word so yeah, no, that, that's a smart way to do it. That's really good to keep yeah. up with that, especially the words that they're going to keep using over and over. Eventually, <laughs> you're supposed to know them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's given me a lot more like peace of mind is knowing that I have like 
something written down of things I don't know so I can look back at it whenever mm -hmm. I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, a few years from now when you, you're going to look back at that and be like, how did I not know these words? Right. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's how work is going. I'm still getting used to it, like working virtually. Like You work virtually mm -hmm. too this summer, right? Yeah, I did it this summer and I do it sometimes now with my internship, depending on the day. So yeah, it's different. <laughs> mm -hmm. What do you think is the biggest adjustment you had to make like working virtually? Mm -hmm. I mean, probably kind of what you said about uh, like asking questions, being a little bit more quicker, but also just getting to know people. It's oh, a huge yeah. part of working for a company and interning is that mm -hmm. you kind of get to know the environment. And I feel like my company did a pretty good job of it, but it's still, you don't have that same relationship with people. Yeah. Because when you know you're just walking around and having those little conversations. So mm -hmm. that's a pretty big adjustment. And just like sitting there the whole time, you know, sitting in my room and doing work in my room. Because mm -hmm. like my room is like, that's the sleep place, right? It's yeah. Peace and comfort. <laughs> but <laughs> doing work in there, it just yeah. kind of meshes all together and it's a lot harder not mm -hmm. leaving the house. Yeah. You really have to like, be aware of, yeah, like, same thing with me. Like you have to yeah. really be aware of when like you need to go exercise and yeah. sometimes like, like my bed is like right next to me when I'm working and <laughs> it's not like a good work life balance. You know, those two, th those two things yeah. should always be separate. So it kind of makes it harder mm. to realize like, Oh, I'm done with work. I'm going to walk like negative one feet to get to my bed or something. <laughs> Yeah, um, the new day's over. <laughs> so that's definitely an adjustment. Yeah. I feel like whenever I work, though, that's when I want to work out the most, you know? Because mm -hmm. I've just been sitting down so long that I'm like, I got to move. And like, I get so excited to work out after yeah. I just work eight hours a day. I'm just, mm -hmm. I, I got to do something. I got to move. Get out of here. Yeah. Facts. No, I see you at the erect sometimes. Remember one time, I, I think I was squatting and you just, I didn't realize you were right next to me. I also wasn't wearing my glasses. Um, so that, was a <laughs> reason yeah. but you were using like a squat rack and I just <laughs> I think I came in right after you to take it because you just just left and you just smacked me on my shoulder and you're like hey and walked away <laughs> that really happened no it definitely like it actually happened I don't remember when I think it was it was definitely this past fall though okay probably it all blurs together every time because sometimes you'll text me when you're nowhere to be seen you're like hey have a good workout <laughs> same, you'll do the, you've done the same too it's awesome i know yeah. but yeah no because i feel like at the rec okay i if that did happen if this happened yeah. allegedly no it definitely um, did i promise i didn't mean to like blow you pinky, off pinky promise like, pinky promise you okay. know i can't hey, break we can those. see each other right now so we can do that yeah you can't break pinky promises yeah. i know that but I feel like I see so many people at the rec that I know sometimes, and mm -hmm. it really just takes a while if you stop and talk to every single one of them. Oh my gosh, so I try yeah. and make it quick. You yeah. know, you're like, oh, hey, and then you just keep going, or else, you know, you lose your flow, and then it takes yeah. a while. So no. I just try and make the interactions quick, you know. You got some gains to get, I got some gains to get, yeah. so we'll just be on our way. <laughs> I'm the same way, too. Like, I, I don't even, like, even if some of my, like, really good friends are there, I'll just be like, oh, like, mm -hmm. what's up, and maybe talk for like five minutes but mm -hmm. after that like yeah. i don't talk to them after i'm finished with every set that's just too much yeah. especially with the good friends because like i'm gonna see you soon anyway why do i talk to you now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you like working out with people or do you like working out alone oh alone i don't yeah, like i don't like too. being tied down by someone like <laughs> even if they're stronger than me and exactly. like they can help me out like some mm -hmm. i'll go I, I like to go at my own pace sometimes i wait a mm -hmm. long time between sets sometimes i'm like 15 seconds and I'm back in it 
and mm -hmm. it's just too unpredictable to add somebody else with me. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no, if you're the I same totally way. Agree. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm glad somebody feels the same way. Because I've had plenty of people, like, they ask me to work out with them. And I'm like, okay, fine. But yeah, you don't want to be tied down, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe I want to slack off today, you know? I don't want you to be there to see it. Or maybe I want to go harder today. <laughs> yeah. or, and I don't want to have to change the weights every time. You right. know, they're weaker than me. I don't want to have to switch it around. Dang. It just takes too long. We get it. You're strong. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just... It's the whole point. I just wanted to flex you guys. I'm really strong. I'm stronger than everybody. Probably stronger than Victor. You probably... I could see you be stronger. That's probably not true, but there's only one way to find out. Yeah, there's only... We have to work out together. Two people who don't like working out with somebody else will have to work out <laughs> We together. work out together. Uh, yeah, do you, do you have, like, a favorite, like, area of your body to work? Uh, yeah, I like doing legs. Mm-hmm. Lower body, legs, and booty. Mm -hmm. Booty, that's what the girls on Instagram always call it. They don't say, like, butt or, like, anything. They say booty, booty, yeah. Yeah, every time. But, yeah, I like being lower body the most. It's probably where I'm strongest, as mm -hmm. most girls are. Mm -hmm. What about you? So you're probably expecting me to say, like, chest and all that, but... Yeah, chest, back. <laughs> Biceps. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. honestly, I like working my legs and my shoulders. Legs and shoulders. Okay. Shoulders is pretty specific. Yeah. I like Why legs because like mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm actually like getting stronger. I feel mm -hmm. like there's like tangible yeah. ways to feel that. Um, mm -hmm. And then shoulders. I don't know why. Like, I don't like working out biceps all the time because I feel like that's just such a douchebag thing to say. <laughs> and also because I just <laughs> don't like working on, I feel like you're only working the biceps out to show off. And I don't, I'm really humble. I don't like showing off. And so, right. Yeah. You can't have too big a biceps <laughs> or else yeah, that'll just be too much for everybody. He was homecoming king and he knows Java and he has big biceps. That's just too much. You can't, yeah, you can't have all of it, you know? So <laughs> no, I just like shoulders. Cause I just feel more like, I just feel more sturdy, I guess. Like sometimes I'll just like yeah. tap, pat myself like on my shoulder and I'll be like wow yeah. Victor like a parrot could be resting there right now or something and that parrot would have a very certain you wouldn't fall yeah that parrot shoulders would be, <laughs> be very very structurally sound parrot yeah and so yeah those are my favorite areas to work out okay good to know I need to work out more you have to show me some shoulder workouts I don't really um what's it called focus on my shoulders a whole lot Mm, well, we we will we'll change that. We can change that. Yeah, I will have some parrot ready shoulders in no time. <laughs> parrot ready. Uh, what about music when you work out? Do you listen to music, or are you type the type? Are you the type of person to just listen to whatever is going on yeah. in like the gym? Yeah, no, I like to listen to music. It kind of gets me in the zone. That's part of the reason I like working out too. Is I'm trying to just like it's like at peace, you know? Like I don't know, it, it soothes me to work out, and so I like listening to music. It just kind of depends. I used to just listen to like rap playlists. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's reggaeton, and then other times I'll listen to. It's just been straight Brockhampton for a while. I don't know mm -hmm. what it is. Brockhampton just gets me fired up. So, yeah. yeah, it just depends on the day how I'm feeling. What about you? Um, lots of EDM. Uh, oh, sometimes some pop those. songs. Pop um, songs, those are good. Sometimes I listen to like club music because in between sets, mm -hmm. I'm not the type of person to like finish a set and then I just sit down and just wait or just stand around and wait for my next set. I like to, mm -hmm. I like to move my feet and my I hips and dance, dance a, little a little bit, bit you know, just a little no, bit. exactly. And yeah. so 
I get like club music in there going, mm -hmm. um, music that you can dance to, um, mm -hmm. and then obviously like your rap songs. But yeah, it's like cool. Yeah, like you say club music or dance music, like mm -hmm. big booty mixes. I listen to yes. those when I work out. Those mm -hmm. are good to work out too. And the tempo and all of those are super like upbeat and so mm -hmm. yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah, it helps you get a little, little bit faster in there. Yeah. So I listen to songs that are too slow, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Do you ever like listen to a song and you're like, I know the drop is about to happen. I'm gonna wait so like I can <laughs> I can push up when the or like get to the peak of this lift when the drop happens. Does that ever happen to you? Oh, I've never done that. No, oh, but man. I should. That sounds like a really empowering moment. Oh, for real. Sometimes I'll like purposely like <laughs> listen to a song and I'm like, I'm not going to like, I'm going to start the song at this point. Cause I know like once the drop <laughs> happens, I'll be like my eighth or ninth rep and I'm going to need to hear it. <laughs> you start doing that. You set a playlist and have like, you know, <laughs> you have the same routine for a certain playlist and then you know, every time. Yeah. <laughs> What's, what's like the weirdest music that you've listened to while working out? Like maybe something slow, maybe, I, I don't think you listen to like classical music while you're working out, right? No, probably the weirdest thing I've listened to is I listened to your podcast when I was working out one time. Really? Yeah, well, because I wanted to listen to your podcast and it was time to work out. And so I was like, I can do it. It was like a slow workout day. I was doing arms, just okay. kind of doing heavy weights. Okay. So it wasn't taking me long. I was about to say, like, yeah. listening to any podcast while working out is like your mind's in two different places at once. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to the podcast as probably as much as I should have. But yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but. <laughs> yeah. I used to watch Netflix, too, when I was working out. Like, when I work out at home. I used to be like, I used to just not like it and I'd get mm. bored of it. So I'd watch Netflix while I was doing it. I'd like watch The Office or something. And so wow. I'd, you know. I'm assuming that's when you're doing like just cardio stuff, right? Like yeah, when you're on a well, Stairmaster or just. Yeah, even when I wasn't on stair. Yeah, I mean, I used to do that a lot whenever I do elliptical. But no, I'd be doing like, um, yeah, like dumbbell workouts and abs and stuff. And I would watch it and just kind of Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. I yeah. could never watch something while lifting. I feel like I'd just be too distracted and I accidentally drop something on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know. It was. It's not like dramas that you're super. It was like The Office, you know, or like yeah. the New Girl, like stuff that you don't even watch. You don't really watch. Mm -hmm. You should try it sometime with the spotter. With <laughs> the spotter. Remember, yeah, I don't like working out with other people or really true. having people around me while I work out, and so. Wow, the wreck must be terrible for you. There's so many people around. <laughs> Honestly, especially at peak hours, I try not to go mm. during peak hours, but sometimes I'm just like, yeah. this guy could stand like two steps further away from me, but he's choosing, mm. you know, to stand next to he's me. He's going to be right there. Yeah, yeah, and Victor, he's pissed off. He's not going to say anything about it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the one by Zach, though, it's supposed to open yeah. in January. Actually, They're saying it's, it's going to open in January. Is it open? It is. I don't know if it's open, but... One of my friends works at the rack and I saw her in there and she did like a little Snapchat story of the rack. It looks really cool. Ooh, that's exciting. That's going to be big because it'll be next to the engineering buildings and uh, you're not going to school, but some of us are. <laughs> so we could just go right afterwards. And it's like, you not everybody has that parking pass either, you know, because mm -hmm. everybody has a lot 100 pass. And so people can park really easily or like West Campus yeah. Garage over by the other rec. People can't mm -hmm. park as well. Yeah. Engineers don't work out as much as the regular person. Exactly. So people over there, mm -hmm. I'm excited for it. I have high hopes. Yeah. I think they said something about 
there's not going to be some sort of... I don't think there's going to be machines there, maybe? I don't know. Like, it's not going to be exactly like the wreck. Right. Yeah, it won't be nearly as big. But but I don't know. I definitely definitely heard that they're removing or they're not including some of the equipment Mm -hmm. that's in the wreck. So I'm not too sure, but it'll be interesting. Well, they should have all those. Um, what they need to do in the actual wreck. If anybody from the wreck is listening to this, anybody in charge of the wreck, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> they need to get rid of all those uh, treadmills that nobody uses for and replace real. Those there's, with squat racks. there's so many treadmills. So many treadmills, and nobody does that. If you like to run, most people like to run. Go run outside. Exactly. Like, and treadmills. I've never seen it full, like ever. Like I'll see like people mm-hmm. using it, but I think they mm-hmm. could take away a couple of rows. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's usually like maybe like four or five people using it max, maybe seven, but they've got like 30 of those in there. Yeah. So we could definitely take a couple of them. And we need more racks we'll for sure. We do need. Yeah, that's the thing that everybody's waiting on. So I don't know why they wouldn't add more. They could find a place to add more racks. Yeah. Look at us know. gym rats talking about the rack. <laughs> I realize that we've been talking about that for a while. <laughs> got yeah. any good segues? Um, not really, but... I know I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. So you're involved with your American Society of Civil Engineers. I know that's mm-hmm. like an organization near and dear to your heart. I saw near your name. Saw your name tag. Oh that yeah, was, you yeah. wore my name tag. And your name tag is literally near and dear to your heart. Right, because it's right. Where it's right is. there. Yeah. And so, uh, why yeah. don't you tell me about what you did in that organization and why you mm-hmm. like it so much? Yeah, sure. Um, so, American Society of Civil Engineers, Professional Society for Civil Engineering. Um, I joined it freshman year, and I became an officer freshman year. They do their officer stuff. It's a little weird. It's um, in the winter time. They do that so that there's like a training period in the first semester of the per- the new person. The old person's still there, so they can help it out. So they do it in the winter. And so the winter of my freshman year, I became an officer. I had a friend that's a couple years older than me that I played basketball with her in high school. And so, and she was doing civil engineering and so I knew her and she's like, Hey, you should apply to be an officer. I was yeah. like, okay, sure. Why not? And so I did it. And then I was the person that did the shirts and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I was the one PR. of two freshmen, the PR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I forgot they called it like merchandise manager or store manager or something, but I did PR. So I would like design shirts and sweatshirts and all that kind of stuff. Keep track of inventory. So that's what I did freshman year, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I learned a lot about civil engineering, and um, I hung out a lot more with older people, and I realized yeah. what college people really like. I was like, whoa, you guys, like, it's kind of a lot because they're all older, and, you know, they do older people things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that got me a lot more involved in civil engineering, and I made a lot more friends that were in civil engineering through that. Yeah. And the next year, I was vice president, and that was that was a lot more work. Yeah. Um, but that was really cool because I feel like ASCE, it's a very, it's an organization. You have a lot of power and you have a lot of influence just because civil engineering is so big and there's so many different civil engineering companies and so many people out yeah. there. They're Aggies that did civil engineering and all of them want to come present the meetings and they want to sponsor our stuff and they want to hire Aggie civil engineers. Like it's just, it's a really good network and everybody's super excited about it. And so my job as vice president, I would... Um, talk to company recruiters um, about sponsoring our events and about coming to our meetings and doing all that kind of stuff. And so I was like the main contact for anybody in the professional world. So I mean, I got in professional skills, obviously a professional organization. Yeah, I got met a lot of people, broadened my network a lot. I definitely think that's why I got all of 
most of the jobs that offers that I've ever gotten. It's just because I know people because mm. I met them through that. I learned how to write professional emails. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, I just met a lot of people just out in the civil engineering world. Um, but it was just really cool because we have, I mean, we have a wait list that's like three semesters oh my goodness. deep of people, yeah, that want to come present at the meetings because people are so excited <laughs> to do it and they pay money to do it too. And so it's, you have a lot, there's like a lot of power, I guess, with it, but it's less structured, I guess. We have like, as officers, you have a lot more freedom to do what you want to do versus you think about those bigger ones like SEC. I mean, it's very, it's a very established organization and it's, you know, set in its ways. And there's only so much that you can do as a member because you know, it's, there's a lot of regulations that you have to go through, but there's yeah. not as much of that with ACE. That's what I really liked about it. So we got to start some new things. Mm-hmm. Um, we started, it was our second career fair whenever I was vice president. And so that was a lot of work. I was the one I recruited all the companies really? and wow. sent all that out. Yeah, I wasn't in charge of every aspect of the career fair, but there was a lot of it. And so mm-hmm. it was so much work, but it's so rewarding because you just get to help other civil engineering students get jobs and you get to help companies hire people and so it's so fun so much fun um yeah i got to start some new events and get people more involved with asce so it was really cool and i made a lot of close friends through it um, yeah i feel like that's one of the reasons that civil engineering is so close i feel like yeah our whole major like we all we got a group chat with our whole major and mm-hmm. you know we'll have get togethers well before covid we would have get togethers <laughs> where the entire entire class would get together and i think asce is a big part of that so yeah, yeah it is something very near and dear to my heart and i've really enjoyed it Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Were you vice president sophomore year or junior year? Uh, sophomore year. So it was like, wait, freshman, sophomore. Yeah, well, I guess both because we did the stuff in the in the winter. So it was like second semester, sophomore year. First oh, okay. Junior year, I think, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, freshman, you're right. Because then junior year, junior. junior spring, you went abroad. So I don't think yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome, though. I think, like, I love SEC. There's a lot of different things that you have to go through when you mm-hmm. want to either try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a whole, like, bylaws thing that we kind of follow. Um, and even mm-hmm. though, like, ASCE is still, like, it's a professional organization, um, mm-hmm. I think it's cool that it's not, like, you guys probably project it as, like, you know, you're going to get a lot of career advice, professional skills, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, but you're also still going to be able to like meet people who are like going to be your friends too. And you guys are all in the same major. Mm-hmm. So there's already that like commonality between all of y'all. Yeah, it was really cool. It's professional on the one standpoint, like we're professional when you're doing ACE things, mm-hmm. but it does a really good job of we all become good friends too. And you do non-professional things together and we all have yeah. fun. So did you ever yeah. have to like give tours? Like, I don't know if you ever had to do that as like someone part of ASCE. Or is that like a different, like engineering honors or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's different. I think with engineering, I think you're like engineering ambassadors that do that. We have civil engineering ambassadors too. I think they give tours, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we never did that for ASCE. I've always thought about doing that though, giving tours like for A&M. Could be fun, yeah. Could be Mm -hmm. fun. I feel like you'd be good at that too. Yeah, I could be fun, but I'd also probably say a lot of things that they probably wouldn't want me to say like, yeah, this mm-hmm. was a room that I had this professor and I almost failed the class, but he curved me up <laughs> to a C when I definitely should have failed. So <laughs> that's my memory from this room, Zach 444. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll come to A&M Engineering. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. Are you mm-hmm. like involved with it now or are you kind of just a member at this point? 
Yeah, not as much. This past year, um, at least after I got back from Italy, I I was a little bit involved. Um, I still kind of, I was really close with the people that were in higher leadership. And so they'd ask me for advice and I'd kind of help with that. I think my position was internal relations or like HR. I told them I wanted to be an officer, but not too much of an officer. So it was like yeah. human resources, like internal relations. <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah. Less involved. But yeah, this next year, I'm not really as involved with it. I'll just kind of, I'm just going to be chilling my last semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely was very involved in it in the past, and I really enjoyed it. So no, I definitely I remember, like, I think one time I had to like drop you off somewhere because you guys were doing something for Thanksgiving. I don't even remember oh, if yeah. that was that, but no, it looked like you had a lot of fun in there. And then you also obviously had Tulio mm-hmm. with you a bunch. Yeah, that's how we got close. I think I wasn't really that close with Marissa Tulio before, and then she started being an officer for ASD, and we did more stuff with Civil, and now she's like my best friend. So yeah, and what like shocked me too was whenever I went to like the SEC career fair, like freshman year, sophomore year, I would always mm-hmm. see like oh companies hiring like this, and I'd always like look at the numbers, and Civil Engineering had so many companies attending mm-hmm. like the whole entire like the SEC career fair, not just the Civil Engineering career fair. And so yeah. I think they there are more companies looking for civil than mechanical, which I always thought mechanical, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it was really cool. Yeah, there's so many companies looking for civil. And because the, the thing about civil, there's a whole lot of like smaller firms that are looking for civil, you know, it's like smaller mm-hmm. firms that are looking for less people versus, you know, like an oil and gas petroleum, there's giant companies looking for a lot of interns. But yeah. Yeah, so that's why that's another thing that's the in the career fair was really good, the civil engineering one that we started, because these civil companies, you know, it's so hard for them also to find talent at the SEC mm-hmm. one just because there's so many people and yeah. they're just looking for civil. And so it really helps to kind of consolidate that a little bit, give them another opportunity. Cause yeah, there's there's a lot that hire civil for sure. That's another good thing about the major. Mm-hmm. You will find a job. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to talk about mm-hmm. something else completely different. The barn baddies. Okay. Good segue. <laughs> oh, the barn baddies. <laughs> you know us. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you guys have had different people move in and out of the house, but I think at your core, you guys are mm-hmm. all barn baddies. <laughs> You're right. Barn baddies. Um, you got it. So I have a couple of, like, superlative stuff that I want to run by mm-hmm. you. And so I'm going to say, mm-hmm. like, a category, and you just say whoever you feel like fits that category i'm familiar with the bit Mm, mm, you listen i'm familiar proud of you i listen to your podcast so i I know this bit (laughs) um and yeah you can include yourself too Mm -hmm. so best cook best cook um i want to say angela because she's vegan and so she you know has more creative cooking but other than that yeah, maybe Caroline. Caroline's got all the fancy cooking stuff. Mm-hmm. She's a very good cook. She got an air fryer recently. She's mm-hmm. got this big, I think it's called a wok. It's one of those big like stir fry mm-hmm. pan things. Yeah. So Caroline's uh-huh. pretty good at it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, most studious. What about, wait, wait, wait. What, you have to do your roommates too. It's literally just me and one other person. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Do it. I cook the most. He doesn't. He, his name's Will. Love him to death. Mm-hmm. Will Herbacek. I mean, even when TJ was here, I, TJ did not cook at all. He probably slapped together some sandwiches at most, but that's it. Not that <laughs> did I. Did you like six roommates at one point? We did, but also I think yeah, two of them worked at 
like sorority houses so they just got food from the sorority house <laughs> that was like their food yeah they got to eat whatever the sorority girls ate so they didn't cook either so i use the kitchen the most Nice, go Victor. He cooks and he knows Java and he was homecoming king. And big biceps. Doesn't have big biceps, that'd be too much. Remember? Yeah, no, that's I gotta remain yeah. humble. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm not a good cooker by any means. I just cook. I exist. Okay, you okay? Yeah, I'm following. <laughs> Most studious. Sweet Catherine, it's so easy. Catherine really? studies. By far the most. What were you just say, Jossie or something? I was gonna think Jossie. Jossie yeah. strikes I mean, Joss... me. Yeah, no, Jossie definitely studies a lot. Um, she's definitely up there. Mm -hmm. So is Caroline. I definitely study the least, but I think <laughs> Catherine definitely studies the most. Because like Jossie studies a lot during the week, but on the weekends, like if Jossie has another option, you know, like if we'll mm -hmm. go out and do something, Jossie will do it. But Catherine will stay in. She'll stick to the studying thing. Mm. She'll she'll study all the time. Wow. Go Catherine. Mm -hmm. Shout out Catherine. Yeah, shout out Catherine. Catherine Seelig. One of the barn baddies. <laughs> um, most likely to like suggest you guys like have like a roomy night or something like that. Like a roomy night or something. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but I don't either. But I'll have an answer. I just imagine like someone being like, We should have a roomy night or <laughs> something. I don't know. Okay, how... I'll fix that in my head. Like we should have a roomy night, and I'll put that in my head. Probably you... Caroline. Mm -hmm. Caroline or Jossie for sure. Jossie plans stuff a lot. Caroline, yeah, Caroline too. Mm -hmm. She, would, I just could see that. I mean, like, I don't really have a reason. I just <laughs> you said that, and I was like, okay, I think not Victor, one of my roommates, Caroline, maybe Jossie. Mm -hmm. Um, out of your roommates, who do you think is the most likely to suggest you guys like leave College Station for the weekend to go somewhere? gonna go somewhere probably joss because she's done that before yeah um yeah she's asked joss maybe me but probably jossie she does a good job of making plans to do things she likes mm -hmm. doing things and she likes camping and all that so yeah 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 who is the one that's like you feel like the most busy and they're like if you were to look in everyone's room they'd be the most likely to not be in their room be somewhere else Definitely me. Yeah. I'm the one that's out of the house the most. I'll come home. So like, I'll leave the house and I'll come home. And they're like <laughs> sitting in the same spot in the couch. <laughs> but I mean, it's partially just because I have a job too for during the semester. And so I have a job yeah. and take more hours. So I'm just kind of out and about. I also can't like study at home. Mm -hmm. I know some people can do that, but that's not my thing. So oh. I try to not be as home as much as possible. No, it's hard. I, I, I believe mm -hmm. you. Also, yeah. I thought your, uh, your internship this, I guess you've been doing, yeah, you've been there since the past fall. I thought it was mm -hmm. virtual, is it not? Or is it kind of virtual and rem um, on in person? Yeah, so the one I did over the summer is different than the one I started in the fall because the one over the summer was virtual. Mm -hmm. And then the one I started in the fall, it's it's in person because they have an office in Bryan. And mm -hmm. so I go, it's a really small office, but I'll go in person. But sometimes it'll be virtual. Like if my boss, mentor, whatever you want to call her, isn't mm -hmm. there, she's been going to the Houston office more to work sometimes. And so when she's not there, I work virtual. So okay. it's a little bit of both. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Who... Actually, no, I already just kind of just answered it myself, but <laughs> okay. who, who's most likely to be like the designated driver? 
uh, Jossie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's why are you surprised? Who do you think I was gonna say? I was gonna say Catherine. I should have you like Catherine. Yeah, Catherine does. Yeah, Catherine definitely does a lot too. But mm-hmm. I feel like Jossie goes out more than Catherine, mm-hmm. and so like percentage wise, like, you know, number wise and percentage wise, yeah. Jossie's still a little bit higher. Because mm-hmm. when Catherine goes out, like sometimes, sometimes she'll be the DD. But like when she goes out, like she goes out right. Versus yeah. Jossie always goes out, and a lot of the times she'll mm-hmm. DD. Yeah. She definitely. Yeah, she drinks the least for sure, mm-hmm. and so she always offers to be DD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how about like imagine this? All right, picture this. I'm picturing. Okay. You're at home. You're in your I'm room. In my room. Your door is closed. Door is closed. But you're inside your your room. Inside my room, but the door is closed. Yeah. Wait, where am I? <laughs> you're in your room. <laughs> in my room, and the door is doing what? The door is closed. Door is closed. Okay, got it. You hear a knock on your door. Uh huh. Without even looking, who do you think that person is? So I guess who's the person that knocks on your door the most? <laughs> Such a weird, obscure question. <laughs> it doesn't happen that much. I don't know. My door is usually open. Um, mm. Probably Caroline. Yeah, sometimes Caroline will knock on my door. She'll be like, Psst, Ashley. Just <laughs> random thing every time. Yeah. I like it. It's kind of yeah, funny because I, I feel like I know all of y'all pretty well, and like I just mm-hmm. went on a trip with Jossie and Caroline, mm-hmm. so I kind of know their living habits. So that's true. Yeah, you just got a lot closer to them. I feel like I'm an extension of the barn baddies. I saw your guys's little quote <laughs> wall. Mhm. Yeah, you need to get on the quote wall. And you guys have you like a be, graph be- too. <laughs> Yeah, we have that. Well, somebody put that on there. It might have been us. It's the hot crazy scale. Do you know what that is? I think Caroline explained it. I saw like the unicorn. I think you were a unicorn or something. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's a YouTube video. It was like, well, there's one version of it that was on How I Met Your Mother, but then there's this YouTube video that that mm-hmm. one's adapted from. You should look into that. It's your homework. Um, <laughs> and then I saw all these yeah. like this or that type of like polls. And. Uh-huh. There's some interesting I, I totally forgot there's just so many, but mm-hmm. I was surprised yeah, some people voted a certain way. Right? I mean some of them are normal, like mountains or beach, but the most controversial one I would say that's up there uh-huh. is socks first or socks last. Has that been explained to you? Like when you're putting on your clothes and everything. What's when you're taking off your clothes? Very close. Just your clothes. So it's like when you're taking off your clothes, you're ready for a shower, you're wearing socks, you're wearing clothes, whole shindig, you know, it's been a day mm-hmm. and you're ready to take a shower. Do you take your socks off first and then take off the rest of your clothes? Or do you take off, like, top to bottom, take off your clothes, and then your socks last? Socks first. Socks first. Thank you. Exactly. There yeah. are some people who are not going to name names who say <laughs> socks last, which is what? so weird. Because yeah. there's a point in time when you're wearing nothing except for you're, you're completely naked and you're yeah. just wearing socks. Like, what that's weird, heck? right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, trying to, I'm not going to uh, call anybody out, but that's all in there. There's some initials. You can go look at the initials whenever you stop by next. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I feel like even whenever I just come home and like, I'm not going to take a shower. My socks are always like the first thing that come off. Cause it just, I feel most mm-hmm. comfortable. Right. When your feet are free and just kind of out there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Socks don't even make it that far. It's not right. even a question. And so were was mm-hmm. it, would you like say there's a lot of people who think that socks should be the last thing on or is it just like two people 
it started out just a couple of people, um, but there have been more that have started to pop up over time. So it's starting to get a little bit more even, which mm-hmm. is concerning. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few more things for you. Okay. So the first thing, and it's not really a question, but I just wanted to just let you let you know how appreciative I was for this. All right. So use it for. Oh, you'll see. I'll, 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 I'm explaining it right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I will be quiet. <laughs> no, you don't have to be quiet. I just, it's not a question, <laughs> but I just wanted to say, Ashley is such an awesome person. And I say this because this past year I was a chair for fish camp and, you know, hopefully there's no future first years listening to this. I doubt it, but, um, I don't know <laughs> every year you do nice things, right? And you do outside nice things. And, um, you know, I had a good amount this year, um, but I think the one that got me, I don't know if I would say the most, probably the most, honestly, uh, just because it started out so unexpected, was Ashley's. She started off with like (laughs) this polar bear or something, I don't know, but it was like this animal. I didn't know that people would actually send in a picture with their nice things, usually it's all text. And then I see this like black and white polar bear or something. And she's like, this is a polar bear. It has nothing to do with this. I just think you'd appreciate it because it's a polar bear and you're Victor. And all this is like, <laughs> after every single sentence, there's like an enter and it's a new line. And so I see this whole entire wall of text and I'm not going to say it's useless, but it was just like, I was expecting to cry and I'm just reading through it and my tears like go back up to my eye because it's not a <laughs> But then Ashley, with her, with her like, I don't know how to say this, but like, she just has such knowledge of the English language that uh-huh. <laughs> she okay, just, like she that. just made me cry, and it was <laughs> such a beautifully written. It doesn't take much for me to cry, but she made me like bawl my eyes out, and I had to reread it a couple of times because sometimes when I'm like in those sensey moments, I like to cry, and so I just reread it a couple of times because I was like. This makes me cry and I like it. So I'm going to keep, I kept rereading it. So I just wanted to shout out Ashley for that because I really appreciated that. And it was so nice. Like I loved it so much. So thanks. Aww. I don't know if you ever told me all that. So it's very sweet. That's good to hear. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah. I remember the polar bear. I like, I was trying to find the nice thing just now, but I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just like on my clipboard for some reason. I had copied a picture of a polar bear and I like accidentally <laughs> put it in there. And I was like, oh no, it shouldn't be there. And I was like, wait, yeah. it should be there. Victor would love this polar bear. <laughs> nah, it was That's great. Good. Well, nice things. What a segue. Uh, mm. So your experience at fish camp, Victor, mm. it's not been like. Oh my goodness. It was a lot of fun. You go through like three different camps and all of them are so different. Um, you meet people who might not stick with you like the next like following year, but then some people you meet and they're just like some of your best friends going forward and mm-hmm. definitely an interesting experience. Um, I don't think I've ever really had like a true leadership position um, when, mm-hmm. until I got to fish camp where I was Mm -hmm. like actually bringing together people who they didn't really have much of a common ground between them and Mm -hmm. um, combine that with COVID. And I'm like a super in-person type of guy. And I know a lot of Mm -hmm. people in my camp were, 
And it was just difficult because I wanted them to all have a good experience. Like people kept saying, oh, I'm so sorry that your final year is like so bad. And I was like, I don't care about that. Like, I just hope that you're having a good time. And I feel like yeah. I can't give you the experience that you signed up for. Um, and that like went to the freshmen too. Like I remember doing fish camp, like the actual like days of camp and I wasn't doing too much. I was kind of there just moderating and I would look at mm-hmm. these like freshman screens and like, mm-hmm. I don't blame them. Like I do this too, but maybe the presentation wasn't as interesting and they were kind of zoned out and I just felt so sad because mm-hmm. like now they have this not as exciting entrance into college as they would have if yeah. it was in person. And so mm-hmm. like long story short, I loved it. It was a great experience. Like I met some awesome people in there and mm-hmm. like I definitely learned so much about like being intentional with people and like how to grow close with people in a short period of time and like how to mm-hmm. maintain that as well. Um and so it was like an awesome experience. I loved it. Uh, it really, I think it was an organization that helped me grow the most too as a person. And I think prior to fish camp, I, I mean, I was only in free my freshman year. And so I was always surrounded. I've been by... in free for like four years. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. I have like a couple, well, we can talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> um, but I don't know. In free, you're just surrounded by engineers. And then fish camp, you're around all these other people who aren't engineers and mm-hmm. it's really cool to just like meet people from different backgrounds, different majors. Um, and so, yeah, I loved it a lot. Yeah, I was just saying, like, you've been fishing for a long time, so it's big. Are you going to do it again? No, my time is up. I am just going to be there for people who are currently in the organization mm-hmm. who need me. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Final, final few questions. Um, we talked about free. Mm-hmm. I just want you to tell me about like your experience with free and kind of how it got you started in college. Yeah, so free. That's that's a big one. Very influential in my life for sure, as it has for many of us that were in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, freshman year, I just yeah, I heard about flows, so I applied for it. Free seemed cool. They had a cool hype video, so I joined it. And I mean, obviously, like I'm I'm living with a few people <laughs> that I met in free. You know, some of my I'm on a podcast with another person I met in free, like. <laughs> I met some of my best friends in free, and I'm so thankful for that. I did not expect that. I mean, I try and think about whenever I met people, you know, freshman year, Mm -hmm. I mean, any year when you meet people, Mm -hmm. and how you just have no idea how important they're going to be in your life. I think that's really interesting, but I made so many friends in free, and it was just such a fun time, and I just developed so much as a person that freshman year, and I just loved it. I also saw so many ways that it could improve, and so uh, I really wanted to be a counselor. And I was lucky enough to be a counselor. And that was even more influential in my life. It was like, I met this whole new group of super cool people. Um, everybody's kind of similar in certain ways, but different in other ways. And yeah, sophomore year being a counselor, that was that that was huge. Um, mm-hmm. I really had an opportunity, I feel like, to impact a lot of people's lives. It was kind of my goal, first and foremost, to get you know, as close um, as possible and be there for as many of the freshmen as I could. And I really feel like I got close to a lot of them. And it kind of showed at the end of the year how I was, you know, they said to me about how I impacted their lives and how I was still close mm-hmm. to some of them even afterwards. And I still talk to them sometimes a day. They still ask me for advice, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I got to improve the organization too. Uh, There's a couple of events. I started one and then, you know, I improved a couple others. So it's just really, it felt good to be able to give back to something that did so much for me. So yeah. I... Free, it was huge. It was, yeah, I had a really great time. I met some incredible people and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. So. 
and like some of your freshmen when you're a sophomore mm -hmm. they're now juniors they're all grown up and mm -hmm. they're also yeah. leading the organization too so that's crazy to see which is crazy yeah they're just little freshmen and now they're all grown up mm -hmm. yeah little dan katie dan oh my gosh <laughs> katie yeah yeah we really Ramsey, yeah, they're Ramsey all CC. Yeah, no, it's crazy too. Cause like, I always mm -hmm. see them as like freshmen too, especially like Dan and Katie. I've always seen them as, mm -hmm. oh, you guys are such babies. And now I, I look <laughs> over into zoom meeting and they're leading mm -hmm. it. And the current freshmen, which I'm still surprised I'm a big at this point, mm -hmm. but they're like, oh my gosh, like they're not scared of them, but they're just like, oh my <laughs> gosh, they're execs. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like they are some of the least scary people you'll ever meet. They're, they're awesome. Right? Mm -hmm. Little babies. I'm sure people thought the same thing about our execs. Like, oh my gosh, Gino, he's so old. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not. Yeah, no. That is crazy to think about though. Mm -hmm. And how different it is this year. I mean, it's the same thing like you're saying with Fish Camp, how they're just not getting the same experience this year. But. Yeah. But yeah, our little babies are all grown up. Were, were Dan and Katie both your kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. Look at you. I know. I know. It was, it's awesome. It's it's like crazy seeing them like lead that organization because I don't know. Like I said, I always saw them as freshmen. And like Vivi, Vivi's a counselor. Mm -hmm. I mean, when mm -hmm. I was, when we were doing like speed dating with Littles this year, I was like, you know, if, if you want to be an exec, <laughs> I know that's kind of far in the future, but <laughs> I mean, I already have yeah. a couple, couple of kids in there and one's on her way. I don't know if she's going to do it, <laughs> but you know, it could happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rush Victor and Ray. <laughs> listening to this, Vivi, I agree. <laughs> Rush Victor, Victor's Littles. And then you're going to have some more Littles that could go be an exec, be execs after that. I know. That's so weird. Like just thinking about like the generations, like I'm Tamu 21 and these people are Tamu 24, like my littles right now. Like that, mm -hmm. that's a whole generation yeah, right they're there. They're real little. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's not, but yeah, that's, it's a few years. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I know I said final question like a bunch of times, but mm -hmm. this is going to actually be your final question. Actually the final question. Okay. All right. So I want you to think about like, all like the lessons you've like gathered while you're in college and what's like one lesson mm -hmm. in particular that you want to like hold on to and you would like you know if your future self is ever in like a rough situation like you would tell your future mm -hmm. self that mm. wow that's pretty good victor pretty good what can i say you better have an answer for this question too oh I man you've answered it before, i've never answered it before it. You just ask it. You just ask the questions. <laughs> people on the spot. I'll think too. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of things. There's mm -hmm. probably, there, there's a few things I'd want my future self to remember. But one thing, just that, I guess just that people are the most important thing. I feel like sometimes I have a tendency to focus on just doing things and, you know, like experiences and learning this and doing that. But at the end of the day, investing time into other people and your friends that's the most important thing because at the end of the day like at the end of your life it's not about what you did you know it's about the lives that you influenced you know mm -hmm. the people that were close to you so yeah that's always going to be important and then also just to focus and remember what I'm passionate about and you know what I want to do with my life because I feel like it's so easy once you get older just to get sucked into that monotony and just like this is what my life is and I'm just going to live it but I want to do big things and I hope that I remember that when I'm older yeah no, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? 
Um, I think for me, I'd probably say, like, don't compare yourself to somebody else. Everyone is kind of running mm -hmm. their own race. I learned that yeah. really early on, or especially, you know, last year when I found out I'd be graduating later than majority of people mm -hmm. in my grade. And mm -hmm. um, I realized that, you know, it doesn't really matter when I finish compared to somebody else. All that matters is that, like, I finish myself and, like, mm -hmm. I'm on, like, I'm not trying to rush something because somebody else is doing something else. Yeah. And so, and that goes with like, I guess, organizationally and like when you get into like different positions, like somebody might get another position that you want and mm -hmm. like you might get something else that somebody else wants. Like it might hurt in the moment to get rejected, but at the end of the day, like don't see it as like rejection. Just see it as like, oh, like this door is closed. Like I can do something mm -hmm. else now. And don't get mm -hmm. like too down on yourself when something out of your control like doesn't go your way mm -hmm. because like at the end of the day like if you make it matter so much like sh like it's gonna affect you but like if you realize that things that I control like I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability and like whatever happens happens like I'm not gonna like stress mm -hmm. out too much about something I can't control so that's kind of what I tell myself too that's really good one. And that is really important to understand. I mean, you do the best at what you can control, but you definitely can't control everything and you yeah. just kind of have to go with the flow sometimes. So mm -hmm. that's yeah. a good one. Thanks. Yeah. And I think in like, especially after college too, when it comes to like jobs and job searching mm -hmm. and maybe even like a promotion or even if you get like um, removed from the company, like some things you just mm -hmm. can't control. Like COVID has mm -hmm. taught me that yeah. people can lose jobs and like really really quick and mm -hmm. it's okay to be sad in the moment but like don't let that affect how you are like the following week or the following month mm -hmm. like you need to be trying to I guess move on from that and I don't know something yeah, yeah something about perseverance and <laughs> perseverance yeah that's true though because I mean not every time but a lot of times these things that happen that people get so upset about like it's really not that deep you know like you yeah. look back at things that you were so upset about at times mm -hmm. you know it's not that big of a deal you know life has moved on and better things come from it so exactly that's a really good perspective to have yeah, yeah. well Ashley thanks so much for joining me today <laughs> tonight yeah. thanks for having me tonight yes Sorry to keep you late. I know you're a working man. You got to probably be up early in the morning tomorrow. Oh, my gosh, no. You, <laughs> you flatter me, Ashley. <laughs> yes, yes. You flatter us all, Victor. Oh, gosh. I also say, Victor, hmm. you're a very great friend, and I think it's really cool, first of all, that you're doing this podcast and taking the time. This must take so much time every week to talk to all your friends and just spend hours, you know, just asking things, a lot of what you already know. But I think it's cool. I think it's a really cool idea. I think it's important to kind of document the things that happened when we're in college in these young years because so many cool things happen. And yeah. like you said, cool conversations happen and they're good times. And I think it's cool that you're taking the time to do this. And I also think it's great that you're just, you're a really great friend. You know, <laughs> you're one of like, you're one of the best friends I know in the sense that you're so good at being a good friend. I feel like the reason you have so many friends and everybody loves you so much is because you do a great job of keeping up with people and just being a good friend to everyone being so kind and funny and just taking the time to invest in friendship so very lucky to call you a friend and thank you for being so fun and great. ashley you just you just know like what buttons to push are you crying again i'm not crying 
like it takes. I'm gonna show you a picture of a polar bear. Then oh I'm, my gosh! I got <laughs> it takes it takes a bit more for me to cry, but no, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, this sounds so cliche, but I'm the way I am today because of the people around me. <laughs> like I don't know. I just feel like mm-hmm. I think another reason exactly. why I wanted to start this podcast was like people. I want people to like get the chance to like self-reflect and most of the time people don't get asked these questions and like mm-hmm. I ask these questions and you're asking them back yeah. and I've never answered them myself so it kind of goes both <laughs> ways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, we I don't think there's any questions that you asked that you didn't answer yet. Oh, don't worry. Um I'm going to go ahead and end it now so Ashley doesn't Ashley doesn't put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> But um, thanks so much, you know, for everything you've said. Thank you for being such an awesome friend and especially the nice things you wrote me. I really appreciate that. I, It's like, it's all in like this folder right next to my um, computer, like in the other room, so. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being the best big partner ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you were... Oh, I can't say this without offending my other two, but <laughs> yeah, one of the top like seven best big partners. You know. <laughs> no, it was it was definitely a fun time with you. I, I loved mm-hmm. getting to go to Hobby Lobby and look at random stuff and buy them random things and dropping mm-hmm. more money than I thought I would. But in the end, it was so it was so much fun. Oh, for sure. And that scavenger hunt they went on. I wonder if that little little squishy yeah. thing is still there. Yeah, awesome about that. I want to check. Yeah. Yeah, we should. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to call it a day. So everyone else, um, thanks for listening. And I will see you on our next one.